0: Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to Dare Bold Believer Podcast. I am your host, Shelby. I am the writer behind Shelby.com. I am also the owner of Shelby Christian Stationery. And today I am here sharing with you this Monday's Big Bow Cup of Christ. So let's grab your Bible, get your hot cup of coffee or tea, and let's get started. So in today's episode we are going to be talking about talking about how Moses changed my life we're specifically going to be focusing on exodus chapter 4 But if you are going to be taking some time to Bible study based on today's episode, I would highly recommend reading chapter three and chapter four so that you can kind of get the full experience of Moses' first encounter with um, God since the burning bush is talked about in chapter three. And then chapter four is more Moses being um, shown like powerful signs from God. So anyways, so I'm going to start off by reading... Chapter four, verse one, and it reads, then Moses answered, but behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice for they will say, the Lord did not appear to you. And then verse two reads, the Lord said to him, what is it that is in your hand? He said, a staff. Verse three reads, and he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses ran from it. So I'm going to stop there. So that was chapter four, verse one to three. And I'm going to go down a little bit further to chapter, um, chapter four, verse 10. And I'm going to be reading 10 to 14. But Moses said to the Lord, oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seen or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. So I wanted to define the word believe because I feel like it's so key to um, this verse overall. And believe was said in verse one, chapter four. And in the Strong's definition, and it's Strong's H539, in case you're looking it up. It reads that believe means to trust, confirm, be faithful, or to support. And so the lesson that I'm taking from here, and I don't know if anyone else is going to take this, but Moses is looking for support, for confirmation for man. When the whole time he literally has God in front of him saying, I support you. I believe in you. I trust you. I know you can do this. How crazy is that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but that that for me was really the main lesson that I took from here was, I get it, Moses, you stutter. I, y'all, you hear me struggling today to, to read through this, right? Because I'm hyped up. I'm hyped up and I need to calm myself down. I'm all hyped up to read this and I'm struggling and stuttering and stammering through this. But nonetheless, I know the Holy Spirit is speaking through me and, and using me to share this word today. So. I, Despite whatever stuttering, stammering you hear me doing, I'm still gonna get up here and say it anyways. But literally, Moses has God confirming him. God is saying, I wanna use you. I chose you. I know you stammer. I know you stutter. I know you're slow of speech. Um, and I'm using synonyms, y'all. But it says slow of speech in a tug. <laughs> not stammer, not stutter um, in the ESV version. But nonetheless, like God is literally telling him, I wanna use you. And how many times do you do that? How many times has the Holy Spirit spoken to you and and God has told you to move on something, to do something, to say something, to be something? And you said, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can use me, but I did this, but I did that. Don't be like Moses. And that's literally the lesson that I took from this chapter is like when God is calling me to do something, if I believe the way I say I believe, I shouldn't have nothing to say back. Like <laughs> like I should just be like, "Okay. Yep. We're going to do that. I don't know how we're going to do that, God, but okay. You know, show me, show me the way then. Show me the way. Give me the strategies, you know, give me the plan. Show me what you need me to do. All right. If you can't show me the plan, all right, then what should I do next? What's your will? Um, you know, move me out of the way. That should be your response. And I know it's not easy. It's not natural. It's not natural. What's natural is for us to question, for us to to look at who we see in the mirror instead of looking at who God created us to be. It's hard. It, it, It literally is the hardest thing you'll ever do. But if you just, I find the only way that I can move forward with the things that God gives me is to move myself out of the way. Like this podcast is, God has spoken to me so many times about bringing this podcast up. And every time I'm like, oh, it's just a, it's an extra thing. Like, you don't need to do it. <laughs> you don't need to do it. Like, it's just an extra thing. Like, why do you need to do this? Why are you trying to do this? What? Like, what's the thing? And finally, here we are <laughs> once again uh, on the podcast. Because, you know, at some point you got to get out of his way and just let him use you. And whether it touch whatever, whatever, like no matter how many it touch, you just have to do what God. Cause you to do, and if it don't make sense, that's okay. (laughs) Like you still just you gotta move accordingly. Um, so I wanted to give this work example because that's really what like made me write this whole episode, which is kind of crazy. But so short story long, basically I approached this coworker. They're not on my team. Like we have completely separate bosses. They're like levels ahead of me, but neither here nor there. So I approached this coworker about this project I'm working on, need their help on it, need, need them to do X, Y, Z for it. And they weren't mean, don't get me wrong. They were not mean in the least bit, but they were just literally hitting me with so much negativity. Can't do this. I can't do that. I can't find this. I can't find that. It's been like this for years and like just problem, 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 problem. And I'm just like, Okay, <laughs> like you know, I don't. I didn't. I didn't take it personally because I'm like at the end of the day, it's not like what you're talking about has nothing to do with me. It is completely above me. But what I did say was, look, the the higher ups have given me the direction that whatever problem there is, I can address it. So you let me know what you need me to do. And it, like after just the person just, it was a man. He just kept going, problem, 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 problem. And then eventually he, he stopped himself and was like, I am so sorry, but it has been like this for years and no one ever wants to help. Nobody ever wants to fix it. And <laughs> and he was just like, I, I'm probably being super negative right now. I, I didn't agree with him because I didn't want to, you know, like, I don't know you like that to so, so speak on it, but here you are, but nonetheless. It made me think of like, how many times does God call us to do something? Or do we feel called to do something? We feel it might just be something simple, like, you know, to give to somebody or to, you know, speak to somebody you know speak a word of encouragement to somebody and all you hit yourself back with like instead of just doing what you feel called to do in your spirit all you keep doing is problems what if they say this what if they say that well i don't get paid to so-and-so what if i don't have any money after i give them so-and-so like sometimes you just gotta be quiet and just move according to the spirit and it's not easy it is not easy at all <laughs> But the more you do it, the more natural you'll you'll it will become, and like the greatest gift that we have of all is the Holy Spirit, and if we don't allow ourselves to be quiet, if we don't allow our flesh to be quiet and try to tune in to the Holy Spirit, you'll never be able to get where you want to on your spiritual journey and get closer to God and move. And fulfill the will and the purpose that he has for you. The Holy Spirit is so key to that because our flesh is so weak that we need the Holy Spirit to instruct us, to guide us, to correct us. Like there's even times when I'll be watching shows, especially sometimes the Disney stuff, but I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and I'll just be like, mm, you know, that's not, mm, you know, I don't believe that. Mm, that That's not right. Mm, No, I feel like they' trying to, mm, you know, like having those moments. But how many years have I watched Disney and not had those moments? And that's like little stuff like that. Even will show me, like, oh no, like you, you, you're getting better. You know, your 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 spiritual journey. You're getting further because the spirit is guiding you and correcting you and showing you stuff that's not right. So so that you can tell the difference like your discernment is growing and things like that um and it'll be little little moments like that that could totally be insignificant to most people but when you start to really I don't know any other word to say but you literally have to quiet yourself and like lean into the holy spirit more in order to grow in your discernment in order to grow in that correction and that guidance and that teaching and you know, Bible studying obviously is a great part of that. Prayer is a great part of that because you can't really figure out kind of what's wrong in the world, in the culture, in, in that teaching, unless you know the word, right? Because you have to know the word to know how they're contradicting the word, if that makes any sense. But it's, it's that little fine tuning that the Holy Spirit does for us um, that we need in order to really grow and deepen in our faith and our relationships. And that will help you to stop being the person that's the problem when God is calling you to do stuff. That'll help you to stop being the one that says, but God, I can't do this. But God, they're not gonna believe me. But God, what if I don't get paid? But God, you know, that will help you stop doing that and instead just, okay, God, I'm gonna move. All right, God, got it. Doing it. What well, you know, it, it is that. But you gotta study your word, man. You gotta pray. <laughs> you have to you have to educate yourself so that you can know when people are contradicting the word, contradicting what you're supposed to be doing. That's literally the only way um to to get there. But I did want to take a minute to bring your attention to, to some more verses, of course. Um, and I want to read Ephesians 2:10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I also want to read Romans 14:8. And if you have not read Romans, it is. Oh, such a powerful book. It's not very long. It's not extremely long, but it's a very powerful book and can help you to really understand how to really equip yourself with the word, especially during prayer. Um, it's, it's extremely helpful. Hang on. Sorry, you guys, the YouTube video went off on me there. Nonetheless, Romans 14, 8. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord. So in everything that you do, remember who you belong to. You belong to God. You are God. You are God's. Sorry, we are his workmanship. And I'm going to go to Genesis 1, 26 because I think it says it in the most simplest way possible. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So he made us in his image. Don't ever forget that. Don't lose that. You already have like, My pastor says, you already have his eyes, which means you are already able to discern. And discernment is one of the most powerful things that we can use and need in order to keep our flesh from going astray. All right, you guys. So like every episode, you know I have to close this episode out. I feel like I've rambled enough. So I'm going to close this out with a prayer. Father, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing my sisters together with me to spend some time in your word. I pray that they will be encouraged by this word that I shared today and dig a little bit deeper to spend some time in your word using these verses that we talked about today. Father, help them to trust you with every problem that comes their way. Please don't allow them to operate in the past, but instead, Father, let them see your hands at work in their lives. We know that you are a faithful God and that through every obstacle, you have provided us with a way out. Help us to put our trust in you and not in man. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Thank you and amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much, ladies, (laughs) for listening to another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode, bestie, because I had so much fun talking to you, sharing with you. And I hope you will share this episode with your friend, share it on social media. You can share it via text. And if they don't listen to podcasts, feel free to send them the YouTube link because this is also available on YouTube. Until next time, you guys, as always, be blessed. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs>